Hello world, I'm Jared Cunningham. This is the Freelance Forum 2021 podcast series. Over the years, the Freelance Forum has been made possible by support from the National Union of Journalists and the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. This is episode 18, and joining me is someone from the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland, uh, Philip Cooper, who's going to talk to me about the uh, Sound and Vision Scheme. Welcome, Philip. How are you doing, Jared? You well? I suppose just to start off, could you just give a brief overview of what the Sound and Vision Scheme is? Sure. Okay. So the Sound and Vision Funding Scheme is a funding scheme uh, primarily for the funding of programming um, that relates to um, Irish culture, heritage and experience, global affairs that affect the Irish state or other states, um, media literacy programming and adult literacy programming. Um, The one thing that we can't fund, just to be very clear, is uh, news and current affairs content. Okay. And it's funded, as I understand it, from a portion of the television licence fee, which is set aside. That's correct. Uh, it, the, the fund is funded through 7% of the Irish television licence fee. Um, that equates to in and around, uh, I suppose, an overall budget of, of um, <clears throat> I suppose, in and around about 12 million of that, 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 that funding that we get would go out for programme production over the um, programme uh, funding rounds. Um, the other part of what we fund as well is that we provide funding for archiving of uh, uh, broadcast material as well, but that's a separate scheme, um, but it, it would come from the same pot, essentially. You mentioned that uh, it doesn't cover news and current affairs, but you mentioned that media literacy is something that you do fund. Uh, there's obviously at the moment, for example, in that particular topic, quite a bit of overlap because on the one hand, you're teaching people how to interpret news, how to recognize fake news. And that's clearly something that's very topical and has been for the last few years. How black and white is that line on what is news and what isn't news? Sure. Yeah, no. And and I, I think I can give you an answer, like to kind of give you that definition. So we'll say media literacy there. Uh, as an example, and where you could look at the line, they, I suppose for it to be a media literacy application that you'd be putting into us, there'd need to be a learning outcome, and um, would be quite would need to be clear, um, in terms of I suppose we would need to see the backup as to how it's 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 like an educational type proposal, rather than a news piece around, um, media literacy or issues you know and you know like a, a news item in terms of you know with the advent of fake news and how all of that like so they are kind of distinctly two different things so in terms of an application that was submitted that is providing the audience with um to with the tools to be inter- able to t- interpret um media uh what would be I think acceptable under the scheme. The onus is really on the applicant um, to set out to us when they submit an application um, how their project fits within the themes of the scheme, um, and that's that's very clear. So it's really up to them to tell us this is a media literacy project. These are the reasons why, and then in relation to um, all of the other aspects of the application form, they would need to tease out why their project would be eligible for funding. Uh, could you take me through the application process? What do I need to do in order to apply? Obviously, the first thing is come up with an idea. That's, that, yeah, well, that's, 
the, the, the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so in terms of, I suppose, the, the application process, um, the very first thing I would recommend that anybody does that would be interested in potentially applying, download the most up-to-date copy of our application funding guidelines and a copy of the application form. That really sets out everything you should need to know in terms of putting an application into us gives you all the details of what you need to provide, the commitments you need to have on board, the maximum amount you can come to for the BAI for, thematically what the BAI can actually fund. Um, and I suppose it would, would give you all of that information within the application guide and also with the application form. Now, after you consult that documentation, you go, actually, this is definitely for me. I want to put an application in and I think I will be able to, you know, secure an eligible broadcaster. And I think I will be able to get, you know, the people involved that I need to be involved in order to make this this idea I have for a program work. Then the next thing I'd say is log on to our website www.baionline.ie um, and you that's basically our online application portal. Um, go on there, request a, a user account and then we'll set your user account up within a, like one working day in general. It's usually a little bit quicker than that, but just request the user account and then you're set up and that basically allows you then to be able to submit your application. You need to submit it through this online portal, baionline.ie. Um, the application itself, there's a bit in it. Um, it's not going to be something that you're just going to be able to do in 20 minutes, you know, half an hour basically before the closing date. It is going to take you a bit of time to put in all of the various different bits and pieces that you want to uh, get across to us. So the application itself is made up, I suppose, in two parts. The main bit is the application document that's available on BAI.ie. You can go and get that at any time now. And that's like in terms of that and um, our up to date guidelines. You'll also get that on BAI.ie as well. Um, but in terms of the application document, that's the nuts and bolts of your, your project. That's where you're setting out your synopsis, your treatment, your key personnel, your budget, your finance plan, your budget notes, um, the, 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 your biographies of the key people involved. If there was a script uh, element to it, um, then, you know, you would include the script. So it really is everything. The other part then is for more so the headline information. And that's the information that you would put in on the BAI online portal. And after you put all that information in, the application document you've been working on, you attach that on to the record you've created on BAI online, and that's what you submit. Now, BAI online is set up and our application document is set up that it's in our interest to try and get everybody to be able to submit the best application they can and really get their, their idea across. So I would always recommend pay very close attention to what we're asking. Be, be, be satisfied that you've answered the question. If we're looking for a document and we're saying it's mandatory, then it is mandatory. So if you submit without that, then the likelihood is your project isn't going to get very far through the assessment process. So really put yourself in the in the best footing possible in terms of the approach that you take. At the very start there, you said secure an eligible broadcaster. That's essentially any radio station in Ireland. It can be RTE, an independent national station like News Talk or Today FM, a regional station, or even the community radio stations, any radio station, provided they're broadcasting. Indeed. 
so so I suppose the, essentially if it's a radio project that you're putting into us, um, the requirement is they need to have a sound broadcasting license from the BAI. So all of the stations, Jared, you mentioned there, 100% absolutely fine. No issue. All, all of them would be completely eligible. All of the community radio broadcasters also completely eligible. Um, you know, RTE, any service that's run by RTE, also completely eligible, no problem at all. What we don't, um, what wouldn't be eligible is, say, a stream-only website or something like that. They wouldn't be eligible to as, as a supporting broadcaster, even though they might be involved in an application on the side as an element that, you know, might help the proposal in some way or other in terms from a promotional point of view but that necessarily wouldn't be something that we could perhaps uh be able to fund um but yeah like as i say licensed by the bai and uh, that they're all the, the the broadcasters essentially on your fm brand band <laughs> so not illegal broadcasters um and and the rte channels as well now with tv it's slightly different um so tv you have the two community tv stations which is uh, dc tv and core community television they're both obviously eligible and then the other requirement is, is that the broadcaster they need to be um free to air to 90 percent of the irish state okay so that obviously includes rte virgin media tg car the oroctus channel they're all in there so anything you can pick up on serve is is definitely an eligible broadcaster um now it isn't limited to just Irish broadcasters. It can actually be wider than that. But I would say is if it's a broadcaster that hasn't been involved as a and been attached as a broadcaster before, or if the circumstances have changed for that broadcaster since the last time they were attached, then the broadcaster would need to really set out to us why they believe that they're an eligible broadcaster and essentially available to 90% of the Irish state free to air. So I'm just trying to think what broadcaster not in Ireland isn't available free to air. Oh, well, all of the ones in Ireland are, okay? But I'm talking about ones outside of Ireland, potentially. Are, are, are potentially. So so what, what are the, the point of getting across on the TV, it's not, they need to be free to air to 90% of the Irish state. So in the past, um, for instance, Channel 4, were able to be, they were able to demonstrate that they were a free to air broadcaster. Uh, BBC Northern Ireland were able to demonstrate that they were a free to air broadcaster. I think on one one occasion, DSF were able to um, demonstrate. So it's not just that they're on Serview, but it could be through, um, say, FreeSat as well. And um, so it is, it's wider than what you would think, but even still it is quite limited like because you have to think in terms of a broadcaster that isn't an Irish broadcaster where you're asking them basically to support a project that is dealing predominantly with Irish culture, heritage and experience very specific to an Irish audience and might be a bit of an ask if they're not an Irish-based broadcaster and the audience isn't an Irish audience that they're broadcasting to. The other thing you mentioned that uh, just struck me was that uh, you mentioned if there's a scripting element. I, I deal mostly, obviously, with journalists. It's it's not like a drama where I, I often don't know. Sometimes I know who I'm going to talk. Sometimes I don't even know that. But how do I script that or how do I get around that? So Yeah, that's it's a good question, Jared. Like, and, and to be honest with you, you know, for the majority of our documentaries and entertainment, you wouldn't have a script attached if there was a docudrama element to it there might be a script for the drama elements like the script is more so quite specific for drama you, you know proposals 
having said that, you know, an indication of questions or whatever that you might ask, you know, the people in it, that could be quite helpful to add, uh, add as, an, as an additional bit of information for us when we're assessing. Um, one thing that you would definitely need to provide if it was a radio proposal is a running order for the project. Uh, the more detail in the running order you provide, the better it is for us. So essentially where you, what, where you want to be when you're putting an application into us is looking at it from the point of view that you don't want to um, be leaving any unanswered questions, essentially. So the more information you can provide, the more you can demonstrate that your proposal is, is fully thought out, fully developed, ready to go into production if you were to get the funding, um, provides value for money, meets the objectives of the scheme, the more it is in your interest. But the onus is really on you, the applicant, to ensure you get that across in your application. What are the most common snags that people should watch out for? What are the mistakes that they may make that end up disqualifying the application? Yeah, okay. So one one of the things that, you know, is missing documentation. That's That's something that, you know, people... Not a huge amount, but every round, there's a few, they get caught out with that. They don't attach something. They thought they attached it. They don't check it. They left it to the last minute and then they submit it. The document isn't there. We can't assess it. Their project doesn't go anywhere. And unfortunately, we can clearly see they've spent a lot of time on it, but there's mandatory information or documentation not being included. And that kind of rules the project out. So that'd be the first thing. Um, you know, again, that kind of relates to not giving yourself enough time. Um, do give yourself the time that you need to ensure everything is in place. You have the application together. You're giving yourself good time to get it all up on our system, submitted that, you know, there isn't kind of a last minute, minute panic on, on it as well. So definitely kind of prepare for the application, get the application together sooner rather than later. Um, other things, particularly on, on, on the radio side is um, you could be missing um, budget notes, another thing the that like sometimes on the radio what we get is a budget note that basically tells us what we can see in the budget already for instance producer day we will say producer has has themselves down for 10 days and they say i need 10 days to make the project so well we can see that from the budget but why do you need 10 days and to elaborate on that so again it's the more information you give the more easier it is for us to be able to assess the project and that is all in your interest um, in terms of just getting it across the things well thought out, you, you know, the way and the approach that you're taking to making the project is going to result in a high quality program at the end of it. The deadline, I suppose I should say, is the 4th of March. We're recording this at the end of January, so just over a month's time. And we will be uploading this podcast early next week, which is the first week of February. So people have just about a month bit narrow but it is like and I, I suppose we we had flagged on the round that the round was it was coming down the line in terms of our most up-to-date guidelines there isn't a huge amount of change so anybody that's familiar with the sound and vision process um it's not going to be a huge change for you when you're putting in your application a lot of the things are there really in terms of the the, the main updates in our guidelines where we're really around providing a little bit more clarification on a on a couple of of, of points here and there but essentially it is a very similar process to the process that we have run for a number of years like ideally we'd like to have a much 
longer window of course we would um but in doing that then that delays in terms of how long it would take us to give out results and then the knock-on effect is for the next round in the year that will run hopefully in and around we, we may have a closing date uh, all going well uh sometime i think in july might be um y- you know the time for that um but there will be another round later on in the year so if people kind of just miss out on this round or if you submit an application and you know you didn't make it through you will get an assessment report at the end of it you are welcome to resubmit your proposal um into a future round of the scheme so we don't have a kind of you can only submit once and then that's it so there is other opportunities there for you but um with regard to the closing date just be very aware it's noon sharp um so you want to have it submitted on BAI online by noon on the 4th if you don't, basically the buttons, all, the way it's automated, everything goes off the site. So you can't actually physically submit. We can't actually accept it. So again, just to, just make sure, try and put it in on the third. Not the, <laughs> Don't leave it to the fourth because you never know what might happen. And and particularly if your internet's a bit ropey or something like that, just to you know make sure you, you have yourself well organized. Going through the guidelines. That's that's where people will really get an understanding of what's involved in this. Um, it will take somebody, I'd say, a number of weeks at a minimum to get their application together in terms of just putting the component parts. So having the ideas, the first step, but getting all the other kind of bits and pieces in place. Certainly, you know, if you had an idea, you know, one of the things I, I do think is maybe, it's, you know, is there a relationship you have with the broadcaster? Is there a fact that the other option as well, just in terms of your 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 particular viewership, um, is there a production company they could potentially team up with, you know, um, with the idea that there kind of is a partnership going in, particularly if it's somebody that doesn't have a background in doing this, um, that could really help because a question may arise for the, they have a great idea, but we're not sure whether they have demonstrated the expertise to be able to actually make the production. No question about their journalistic kind of um, expertise or anything like that. But it is just something else that I would kind of err on just in terms of, you know, for the people that have that kind of production background, they 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 should be able to get that across. But for the ones that don't, well, what do they do? Um, and it might be a case of, is there a potential for them to maybe partner with, you know, whether it's a broadcaster that can give them assistance or a, a producer or even a community broadcaster as well. It might be a place to go even to build up the expertise. So, for instance, for somebody that has zero expertise in doing production, they go to their local community broadcast say look i'd like to join the broadcaster i have a great idea for programming that i'd love to put in through sound and vision um and build up expertise in that way because they'll learn a lot i think from actually the making of making a program you know um and and over time then they will build up that expertise and have a, i suppose a portfolio um of work then behind them so um that that'd be another thing this is a much longer term kind of thing there though Okay, Philip, I think that covers everything that people need to know about this round. Thank you very much for joining me. It's always good to actually hear about the Sound and Vision Scheme. It's uh, something that I think allows a lot of journalists to broaden their horizons beyond 
most people that, that I know in the, the freelance branch are uh, in print background or online yeah. still words and not audio. So we get a lot of support from the BAI with uh, the Freelance Forum over the years, and it's, it's great to promote this as well. Thank you very much. Great. No problem. You're, you're very welcome, Jared. And if any of your listeners um, or viewers here have uh, any questions, they are welcome, of course, to contact the BAI um, in, in advance of the round, and we'll, we will give you a steer on, on any of the information you might need as well. Even if you just mail the, the info at bai.ie, that that, that, that that will get to us. Um, the contact reception at bai.ie, um, they'd be the best ones to go to. Rather than giving you an individual's mail, and they will get dealt with, you will get an answer. <laughs>